0: Welcome to Bankless, where we explore the frontier of internet money and internet finance. And sometimes that frontier is at a conference, like last weekend, where over a thousand developers, founders, builders, and investors attended the Starkware sessions in Tel Aviv in order to participate in growing the Starknet ecosystem. This is Bankless's Starkware session series, which are nine bite sized episodes interviewing the founders, builders, and ecosystem developers of Starknet. Every once in a while in the crypto world, a conference happens, but not everyone is available to attend. Don't worry. Bankless has your back because I go to basically every conference that's out on the frontier and I bring an entire podcast studio in tow with me in order to make sure that the Bankless Nation stays on the frontier of what's happening in crypto. In this episode, I'm talking to Yoav Weiss, who is a security reacher at the Ethereum Foundation and has been leading the charge behind ERC 4337, which hopes to eventually turn into an EIP, which will become a part of core Ethereum. What does ERC 4337 do? it enables account abstraction on the Ethereum layer one. StarkNet and other ZK rollups are going to be able to beat Ethereum layer one to the punch when it comes to enabling account abstraction in smart contract wallets, which is good because then they can come back and teach the Ethereum layer one about what needs to be built and how ERC 4337 needs to be constructed in order to have the best smart contract wallet experience possible. So this is the second of two Account abstraction, smart contract wallet-related interviews, the first being Mādi from Bravos. So I hope that these two interviews can really take you from zero to sixty about the world of smart contract wallets and how they will eventually come to dominate all of crypto. Starting with Starknet and ZK rollups, moving on to other layer twos, and then eventually to the Ethereum mainnet. I hope you enjoy this interview with Yoav, but first, a moment to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. Kraken has been around for almost as long as crypto itself. As crazy as crypto is, Kraken has remained a rock for its clients, building out a platform designed to stand the test of time. Kraken is all about proof, not promises, which is why they've pioneered a proof of reserves, a system that lets Kraken's customers verify for themselves the solvency and responsibility of the Kraken exchange. And for this reason, and many more, we've chosen Kraken as Bankless' strategic sponsor for 2023. And once you're done using Kraken to get your dirty fiat money into pristine crypto assets, perhaps you should check out Arbitrum, where so much of the frontier of crypto innovation is taking place. Arbitrum just announced their Stylus initiative, which is their brand new programming environment that lets developers deploy apps using their favorite programming languages like Rust, C, C++, alongside regular old Solidity EVM apps Thats can use any coding language they like, and it simultaneously drops Layer 2 fees by an order of magnitude. It's a big deal. So many of your favorite DeFi apps have already deployed to Arbitrum, like Uniswap. But did you know that Uniswap isn't just for ERC-20 tokens anymore? Uniswap is also an NFT aggregator too to make sure that you are getting the best price on your NFT purchases. Uniswap gives NFT collectors and traders powerful tools, all from the cozy, comfy Uniswap interface. By the way, it's also got a native Fiat on-ramp. It's also deployed on like every Layer 2, and it's got this nifty cool thing called a universal router that ensures that you always get the best price on your trades. Crypto protocols like Arbitrum and Uniswap are becoming super powerful, so make sure that you're also using a wallet that's equally as powerful or else you'll be missing out. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet experience, check out Phantom, the number one wallet of Solana, which has recently come to both Ethereum and Polygon. Phantom has native NFT support, giving you your own NFT gallery from inside the wallet. Phantom is both a browser extension and a mobile wallet and is also the only wallet to span both the Solana and Ethereum ecosystem. Ecosystems. Check it out at phantom.app. And now let's get into the interview. In station Once again, we are back in Tel Aviv, Israel, and I'm talking to Yoav Weiss, who taught me almost everything that I know about account abstraction. Yoav, how's it going, man? Going great. Thank you. What brings you to uh, software Sessions all the way out here in Tel Aviv? I actually live here. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. So it's just down the street for you? Uh, yeah. So yeah like uh, literally 20 minutes from here. <laughs>
0: oh, well, that's super convenient. I am very jealous. Uh, it took me 12 hours to get here. Uh, so uh, what's going on as it relates to uh, just Starkware, StarkNet, and what brought, brings you here specifically? Like, What is going on here in this conference that really interests you?
1: So I've been focused on account abstraction, as you know. And, nice. uh, Stab- and uh, StarkNet is a, and StarkNet has this embedded in, the, uh, embedded in their chain. So it's great, and it's been great collaborating with them. It's um, so I'm here, so I'm here to talk to to talk to people about it, uh, to help people to to help people understand it, to learn about it from people, to talk to wallets. There are many wallets here that are worth talking to. And so this is, as far as I can tell, really, the
0: Starknet is really where the account abstraction is actually coming into fruition. It is kind of a conversation of EIPs on the Ethereum Layer One, but on Starknet, it's actually. Being developed as teams, and we have the Argent team, we have the Bravos team. So, w- what's it like watching a lot of this account abstraction theory turn into practice here on Starknet?
1: So, um, so I've been also involved in that. I'm not watching it from the sidelines. And uh, and Starknet, uh, Starknet account abstraction is actually based on the same ideas as uh, as ERC 4337. It uses the same protection, uh, the same protection, uh, the same ways to the central, to the things. So uh, it just it just easier when it comes to a uh, when it, when we're uh, uh, when uh, building a new network it's easier to build it into the network. So you know we started the we started the ELC in the form of an ELC and not an EIP because it's easier to standardize it across different networks. And then uh, Starknet Starknet has been the first network to actually put it into the to put it uh, into the consensus. But I expect that the same will happen in other layer tools. And over time, we'll even get into Ethereum, but this will take time, you know. Is there, so what is the frontier of account abstraction, the
0: frontier of smart contract wallets? What have you learned, or what are you experiencing, perhaps as a result of this conference specifically, but overall on StarkNet, like, what's the new, what's the new thing in the world of account abstraction?
1: So we see uh, different use cases. Uh, the, the, these use cases have been discussed before, but now they become more, uh, they become more feasible. and when it's done at the network level more, more efficiently, it's, uh, it, just, uh, it really opens up the design space. The design space has been there all along, but now, uh, but now that it can be done uh, more cheaply and efficiently, we are starting to see it really happen. And uh,
0: can you just walk me again, and the Bankless listeners, about the synergies between specifically a ZK rollup and account abstraction? Why, why is ZK rollup such an awesome fertile ground for account abstraction?
1: I'm not sure it has to do with the fact that it's a ZK rollup. Uh, it could be done on a, it could be done on another rollup, but uh, the EVM the EVM rollups uh, try to stay uh, EVM equivalent initially, so it's harder to make uh, changes and deviate from the standard. And uh, in the case of uh, uh, and in the case of uh, since it's not EVM uh, to begin with, it's easier to experiment. You don't have to uh, you don't have to obey any any past rules. Okay, so yeah, I want to unpack that a little bit because I think that's a good
0: way to, to learn something cool about the, the world of Ethereum and, and all the also its layer twos. Uh, both Op- Arbitrum and Optimism attempt to be EVM equivalent. And now if you want to be EVM equivalent, you have to follow like what is the EVM on the Ethereum layer one. And the Ethereum layer one is not account abstraction enabled because that's something that we're working on. And so perhaps why account abstraction and smart contract wallets like Bravos and Argent have have built like some actually like planted their feet in the world of Starknet is that Starknet never intended to be EVM equivalent. They always forked off and made Cairo or just like we're EVM, uh, perhaps not even compatible. Just they, they were just a d- different EVM chain, and that's why they've been able to kind of leapfrog in the world of ZK uh, of uh, account abstraction. Is all of that right?
1: Yeah, it certainly made it certainly made it easier for them. But I think that uh, we'll see other layer tools. Uh, other tools, the EVM equivalent layer tools, uh, we see them as a as a fertile ground for a, for innovation too. I expect that in the future many EIPs uh, many EIPs will be ex- will be experimented with. I mean EIPs not, in a, not as in ELCs, but actually uh, protocol changes. I think we'll see more and more experimentation on other EVM networks and. Uh, it's um, it's quite likely that we'll see uh, that we'll see optimistic rollups also spinning up a separate rollup to experiment with uh, the level account abstraction. Okay. How are the uh, the people that
0: are working on smart contract wallets and account abstraction? How are they leveraging you and your expertise here at the, at, at the uh, Starkware sessions? How are you helping with them? Like what are the conversations like?
1: Yeah. So I'm, uh, so I've been talking to them about uh, about use cases since uh, I've been thinking about uh, about account abstraction for a few years now and i'm uh, and i'm talking about uh, how they could use uh, how they could use ERC 4337 there are some uh, there are some limitations during validation which are absolutely required in order to be able to decentralize it so uh, so sometimes it's not trivial to work around these limitations but that's a, but uh, so far we haven't encountered any use case that couldn't be solved uh, with some uh, creativity so when i'm talking to uh, to all the developers I often uh, find myself helping to design around these uh, constraints without sacrificing uh, censorship resistance. Do you think that um,
0: because Starkware seems to be, uh, or StarkNet seems to be kind of ahead in the world of account abstraction, that a lot of this learnings here is gonna be exported out to the rest of Ethereum? Is that kind of how you think it might go? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, I think uh, think the wallets that are being developed, uh, the wallets that are being developed uh, for StarkNet right Mm -hmm. now, are going to uh, are going to show up on other networks uh, as we make it uh, as we make it more possible, and that's part of the reason why it's so important to standardize it so that we have feature parity, because wallet developers uh, usually they don't have the resources to develop uh, to develop many different wallets, so we should try to standardize it at the chain level so that wallet developers can uh, can deploy their wallets everywhere. And so we, there are multiple wallets. I've I've
0: named a couple: Gravos and Argent that are using smart contract wallets on StarkNet, and I'm assuming because there's already a a growing ecosystem on StarkNet, we'll actually be able to learn from their learnings, and they're going to figure out what the best form factor for our account abstraction is on StarkNet. And because just the pace of iteration on StarkNet so fast, that's actually how we're going to learn how to apply this to the rest of Ethereum. Is that a fair take?
1: Yes, I think uh, I think experimenting through uh, actual products and actual users is the best way. We shouldn't do it in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So uh, having uh, having Argent and Bravos and others uh, doing this is uh, absolutely essential essential for making it happen. Mm-hmm. They're also adding use cases that I th- that I I've been advocating for uh, for a long time and are really difficult to do without uh, protocol level changes. For example, uh, Bravos is doing. Uh, uh, they, they let you sign with, uh, uh, from the secure enclave of your phone, which is something that uh, we already saw an implementation back in implementation uh, back in Bogota. One of the hackathon projects implemented this in Solidity and deployed, it, and deployed it on an EVM chain, but it's really expensive to do if you don't have support for it from the network. So I think that uh, we're going to see more of these use cases and uh, people will optimize them and we'll see them uh, moving to, uh, to other chains. So I've noticed I was at the um, the
0: hacker house my first day here and a lot of the uh, computer people like I was watching developers, uh, you know, tinker around on their computers. And instead of the MetaMask icon, they have the Argent icon and they in their top right as their extension. And so do you think that actually being able to innovate at the smart contract while level, is that going to be the thing that actually is pretty disruptive to the MetaMask dominance across the rest of Ethereum?
1: Yes, I think uh, I think uh, the move to account abstraction is uh, it's an opportunity for disruption in the wallet space that uh, could uh, could definitely benefit from uh, some disruption, some more uh, um, some more uh, variety of uh, projects. But I think that uh, we'll also see MetaMask doing a lot of uh, interesting things in this space. Is MetaMask going to be doing account abstraction? Well, you should ask them. You know they are here, but. Uh, but I believe that uh, I believe that we'll see some innovation in that space for MetaMask as well.
0: Okay, well, the competition is on. Uh, Yoav, what else is why going- competition? <laughs> it's not- <laughs> Oh, it's always competition is always good for the user, right? <laughs> like we all—all all of these people want to have like as much mindshare as possible. Do you yeah. think like wallets might stratify into like different use cases, as in like? Maybe this isn't exactly right, but Bravos is the gaming uh, smart contract wallet, and Argent is the DeFi smart contract wallet. Or does that not really make sense?
1: Yeah, it does make sense because uh, with with account obstruction, you can make the wallet as simple as you like or as complex as you like, depending on. Uh, for example, if you have a complex authorization uh, needs, or you need to you need to enforce certain policies. Then you might want a more complex wallet. But as a new user, you just want the simplest possible wallet where you add your phone. You don't know what a private key is, mm-hmm. and you can move and uh, and you can just start using it. But what's more important is that with account abstraction, you'll be able to set the implementation. You, you'll be able to uh, to upgrade. So as a new user in, who doesn't know anything about crypto, you will probably want to start with the easiest one to use. But maybe as you accumulate more value in the account and uh, now you have assets, you need to protect them, and you have better understanding. Now maybe you're going to upgrade it, and you're going to upgrade in place. You're not going to move your assets elsewhere. You're just going to switch from a very simple wallet to one that gives you more uh, more optionality. I really like the idea of a wallet, a smart contract wallet, can be as
0: simple or as complex as anyone really wants it to be. But we're starting, of course, at the very beginning of this story because we're still so early in the world of account abstraction. What are the first use cases that you think are really going to be onboarded into into these smart contract wallets?
1: So uh, we already see uh, things like uh, like social recovery that Argent has been doing for a long time, and uh, social recovery is often uh, misunderstood. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, that your friends are going to recover it for you. It's, uh, it could be a, it could be a ledger device uh, in a bank vault that you're only going to use if you lost access. And uh, we're going to see some uh, we're going to see some use case such as for example session keys is something that I really like that. Uh, since you can have authorization, not just authentication, meaning that you can uh, that each key can be authorized to do certain things, it makes sense that, for example, you have an NFT, in your, uh, you have an NFT that you want to use in a game, but you don't want uh, the game, you don't want the game uh, to be able to transfer it. So you could have a key that only that uh, a key that uh, the browser keeps, so you don't need to manually sign each transaction, but you only, but uh, so, but uh, the key can only interact with the game. And if you actually want to transfer your NFTs, that's a separate key and it requires manual uh, signing. So we're going to see such a uh, uh, such use case as well. And, uh, but really the possibilities are endless. I mean, I can, uh, I can talk for hours about different use cases here. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Uh, I'm kind of getting like this image of a smart contract wallet that really starts off as like a blank slate, but you can plug more and more stuff into it. Is there, is it logical to think of there being like a plugin store for your smart contract wallet, is that like a, a
1: coherent thought? Yes, that's something that uh, that's uh, we've been talking about. Mm. We didn't want to push it into the same uh, ERC, but I think uh, we will need an ERC for it to standardize the way plugins uh, the way plugins work, and then you'll be able to get uh, plugins. Uh, the way I see, it, the plugins should be associated with a certain uh, authentication with a certain key, right. so. This uh, and and then uh, the session keys are actually just a sub uh, use case of this. It's a, it's just one plugin, and then you can have a plugin that allows, for example, performing trades. Uh, if you want to implement a more efficient dex with an order book, you could you could let it, you could authorize it to perform uh, trades without you actually signing it. But uh, so and there can be uh, there can be many such use cases, and each of these I believe should be a plugin. These plugins will not necessarily be written by the same person who wrote the account, you know, the, or the wallet. For example, uh, it's, for example, Uniswap could write a plugin that helps you do things on Uniswap, and you could add it to uh, any of the wallets that support the standard. But this is uh, this requires uh, this requires some thinking. For example, uh, these wallets will all need to use uh, Diamond Storage. It's an EIP that uh, that helps you uh, helps you make sure that different contracts uh, running in the same in the same address space don't step on each other's toes. So I think that, and, and I've been advocating it to Wallet, uh, telling them that they should, be, they should be using Diamond storage from the start so that later they can use such plugins. Will our will wallets always be in this like
0: browser extension form factor, or do you think other like, will access our wallet in a different way? Because like to me, the browser extension wallet is kind of annoying. Is that going to be the future, or there's going to be something else in the way that we engage our smart contract wallets? Do you have any I thoughts think, uh, on this?
1: Uh, I think it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a browser extension, and I like. I like having mobile apps uh, do a, do this kind of uh, uh, this kind of work, and uh, I think it should be. An, and it can be done for the browser. It can be done even from a, from an app running on your PC or your Mac. But uh, I think. But I think it's important. It's important not to not to lock yourself into a mobile app, for example, because uh, since uh, I really uh, I really hate uh, censorship. And I think that uh, both uh, Apple, both Apple and Google, uh, have a permission system where, uh, if you want, where uh, they could eliminate, they could eliminate the wallet from their app store if they want to. So I think you should have a way to recover from it and to switch to a new implementation. So at the very least, you should be able to do this from your browser. Amazing. You have. I know you're always like head into the world of account abstraction. But what,
0: in addition to account abstraction, have you been paying attention to lately? Sorry. What, in addition to account mm-hmm. abstraction, have you been paying attention to lately?
1: Yeah, so I'm a, so I'm a security researcher, and I've been um, I've been working on other uh, on other security-related projects, and also uh, and I also care a lot about uh, censorship resistance in Ethereum in general. So I'm uh, so I'm thinking a lot about uh, PBS, about about proposal build operation, and about uh, inclusion list, and the whole thing is going to come uh, to come uh, together at some point because uh, with account abstraction. We'll also need to have inclusion list, and it's much more complicated to do uh, in this context. We won't get into all the complexities right now, but it's uh, so there are some uh, there's some interplay between uh, between these uh, topics
0: you know, if uh, listeners have gotten their interest piqued about the conversation that we've just had and they want to learn more, where do you recommend for them to go any, any resources that they might uh, should be pointed
1: to mm-hmm. so uh, we are we are building a website for ERC 437, but it's not up yet. And uh, they can also follow me on Twitter. I uh, occasionally tweet about uh, tweet about some ideas. We have some Telegram groups where uh, we have some Telegram groups where there are uh, very active discussions about account abstraction.
0: thank you so much. I appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah.